0: Okay. Mm. Yeah, Holy Spirit, I thank you for your presence here. Lord, you're so strong in our midst. And Lord, I pray that you'll breathe into our hearts, into our minds, and into our spirits. And Lord, just breathe on this word I'm going to bring this morning. Let the fragrance of this word just invade our lives, Lord. Lord, we submit ourselves to every good thing you do in this place and in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's get into the Word. I have a real simple message this morning, but I believe it's such a key topic for each one of us um, to live victoriously. And, you know, I've been walking in the spirit for a number of years now, and, and, you know, you pick up things on the way, you know, you pick up little secrets along the way, things about living the more abundant life. And so what I want to do this morning is I just want to really talk about that. You know, each one of us has different gifts that manifest in our lives, but one of the things that, that I, I think has been really a, a rock or a foundation that has helped me build my spiritual life—that I've built my spiritual life—is what I want to share with you this morning. And I just turn us on, and then we'll have it. <laughs> um, is the spirit of sonship? But what I want to do first is I want to read from, from um, 1 John 3, verse 1. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. Isn't that good? Let me read it again. Just so. see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. You know, and the, the real secret for, for our lives, I believe, for our spiritual lives, is what I call the secret of sonship, and it's found in the scripture there. You know, there's so, so much talk today about identity, and that's really important. And one of the secrets of the kingdom is that there is no greater identity than being called a son or daughter of God. You know, there's no greater identity in the whole wide world. There's no greater accomplishment that you can have or that you will ever achieve than this, that God so loved you that he just didn't make you a a creation, but he made a way where you could become an actual son or daughter of God. You see, this is probably the highest identification that a person can have with Jesus Christ. I mean, Jesus himself, he was called the son of God. And we get to be called sons and daughters. You know, it's interesting, when the father wanted to affirm Jesus as a Messiah, he comes and he says, behold, my son with whom I am well pleased. That phrase, my beloved son, is even higher than Jesus' titles, King of kings and Lord of lords. Do you know that? You see, the phrase King of kings and the Lord of lords relates to the earthly realm. It relates to his authority over all creation. But there's no higher identity, no higher title, even higher than a Messiah, even higher than a Lord, than being called my beloved son. Why? Because it links him to his heavenly reality. It links him to the Father. And that is what God has called you. It says he has called you by the fact that he, by the very lavishness of his love, a son or a daughter. And honestly, this is true, the starting point and the finish line of everything in the kingdom of God. Sonship is the reality of the born again experience. You know, for so, well, I don't know about you, but for me, when I got saved, it was say a prayer, you know, your sins are forgiven, and kind of, you know, now be good until you die, or Jesus comes back, and good luck, you know? And that was really what it was. But to discover that it's actually not just about striving and a whole lot of religion, doing a whole... It's actually about encountering a father who loves me, and that I am a son, just changes everything. Sonship is the reality of the born-again experience, Psalm 91.2 says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. You know, we, we read that and we think that David is saying that it's a great place of protection, and that's true. But there's much more to it than that. You know, there are two realities in that simple statement there. There's a refuge and a fortress, and they are two different things. Refuge is a place of security and trust. It's a place where you go to hide. But fortress is a place of strength and authority. It's a place that you fight from. And, that's just, and, and the simplest lesson I've learned of the spirit of sonship is that in Christ Jesus, I have both a fortress and a refuge as a son of God. And I just want to talk about that a little bit this morning. You know, what, is a, what is the refuge of sonship? The refuge of sonship is that place of hiding, of rest, of security. And this is what I've learned, you know, when I do things well and everyone's praising me and, and, and I look, you know, and, and saying how good it was, I looked them in the eyes and I thank them for the encouragement. But when it's all over, I go and hide in the refuge of sonship. And I say, Yes, Lord, they're happy. But you were already happy with me. You're already pleased with me before I ever did one thing. You know, guys, this is so real to me. This isn't a, just words on a page. This isn't just a sermon. This, this, is like the, this is like a chunk of my life. You see, I found this place in God where, where when everything is going well, everybody's singing praises and, and everybody's happy with you and everyone's looking at you and something special has happened. In that moment... To be able to retreat into the refuge of sonship, and know there is someone there that already loved me before I ever did one thing. There was someone who was pleased with me before I ever did one thing. Because you see, if you want to stay out of this stranglehold of performance, then you need to know that refuge of sonship. If you to, to you've got to know the refuge of being lavishly loved, regardless of your performance and you've got to learn how to hide yourself in that place. Hear it again. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God and this is who we are. Not who we we will be. It is who you are. You are a son. You are a daughter of God and finding that place in a good time You know, there's no greater place of security, of love, and of strength, of just being known that you're being loved. You see, the Christian life is actually not about something you do. It's not about something that that we say. It's not about something we accomplish. The Christian life is this, that God so loved you. That God so desired you, that he made a way for you, that you that you could move from a state of just being a created being to becoming what is called a son or daughter of God with the divine nature of God inside of you. And you know what the goal of Christianity is every day? Being lavishly loved in the refuge of God. Being loved every day in the refuge of God in the refuge of being a son and a daughter of God. Because you know what? I go there when things are good, but I also go there when things are bad. When I've failed and when, 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 though, when people around me, when I've crashed and burned and people are rallying against me, what do I do? I run to my refuge. And I tell you what, it's a little bit easier with this one, isn't it? I go and, and I know that Jesus accepts me. When th- even, so, and, but it's so important that we learn to do it well I've talked about this before so many of us try to go and draw from God from our heavenly bank account if you like when things are tough but we haven't made any deposits in it we've got to learn to be in this place of, of living as sons and daughters in the refuge of God in the fullness of who God is for you when things are good Because it makes it so much easier to move into that place when things become bad or when things are hard for you. Because there is no stronger place for you than the lavish love of God. So make God your refuge. But God is not only our refuge, he is also our fortress. A fortress is a place of strength, it's a place of authority, it's a place to attack from. First John 3.8, the same chapter that we've just read from, quoted from, where it talks about God's lavish love a few verses down. It says the reason that the Son of God came was to destroy the devil's work. You see, sonship is not just a place to hide from. It's a place to stand and a place to fight from. All the enemies, uh, you know, all the um, temptations that Satan brought against Jesus began with challenging his sonship. If you are the son of God, turn these these rocks into loaves of bread. If you are the son of God, then throw yourself down. See, the enemy will always challenge the idea of sonship, and if you lose your um, identity as a son or daughter, you will lose. You will forfeit your authority. If you lose your identity, you will forfeit your authority as someone in a position of power. Your this your. Um, identity as a son, your sonship, is a fortress for you to live out of. You see, I'm not in the world just acting like a believer, acting like uh, what it is to be a Christian. I'm in the world manifesting as a son of God. You see, you can, don't try to fight your, your, your battles um, based on your belief system, based on, on, on um, what you just believe. You see, you can try as hard as you like, but you won't accomplish anything. Because when you act like that, it's just your soul trying to work up faith. The way you learn to fight is to rest in your identity of sonship, resting in that gift of faith, fighting from the fortress of sonship. You have authority because he has made you a son or a daughter in Christ Jesus. Do you know that? You don't have to come to God pleading and begging and hoping. How many of us have lived like that in the past? Oh, you know, you pray for something. Jesus, I pray that you just heal this person maybe, kind of, if you want to, sort of, if it's your will be done. And, and, and in the name of Jesus and the Holy Spirit and, 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 and everyone else, amen, I hope that happened. Have, have you lived like that? I had. Until I learned that I had an identity as a son of, door, a son of God. And that when I spoke, I spoke with the authority of heaven because I'm a lavished, loved son. I have a button at home that says I'm God's favourite. I should have worn that this morning. It's true, you are too. You know, I'm the apple of God's eye. So are you. Do you know that? Do you know that? Do you know that in your heart? We're standing in a place of authority. Do you know that, the, 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 that hell is more scared of you than you are of them? That's why the devil constantly is challenging your identity. I'll talk about that in a little bit more. You see, I don't come to my battles. I don't come to my war- warfare trying to believe, trying to work up faith, trying to make it happen. I step into the fortress of my identity and authority as a son of God. And I say, let it be so. Jesus has invited us into a relationship with his Father. The Bible constantly talks about us being in Christ. Being in Christ. Is that what a Christian means? To be in Christ. We've been invited. You see, we've been invited into this love relationship between Jesus and the Father. We're actually in the middle of it. We're secure and we're protected. If you like, you can imagine the fortress of the, okay, now this is a metaphor. (laughs) Imagine God, the Father's hands holding Jesus' hands and you being in between that. That's the kind of protection you have. That's the kind of identity you have. That's the kind of place you are. You are right at the very heartbeat of God. At the very interface of who God is. You're not away in the distant, you are drawn into that place of intimacy because you're a son or you're a daughter of God. God has inv- Jesus has invited us into that relationship. He's invited you into his righteousness in the Father. He's invited you into his authority and his confidence with the Father. That is why we're seated, it says, in heavenly places. My authority, your authority is linked to your identity. It's not about your belief system. It's not about your theology. It's not about how good. It's about your identity. You see, the earth, it says, is groaning for believers to arise. Romans 8, 19, for the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons and daughters of God to be manifested or revealed. Why? Because, look, there's a whole lot of belief codes out there. There's a whole lot of religion. So what makes us different? What makes us different than any other religion, than any other ideal, than any other person exercising a high moral code? What is it? It's not a belief system. It's a relationship. And you know what? We so often say that so glibly. Oh, it's because I have a relationship with Jesus. My question is, do you? Do you? I'm not being, you know, the reality is so many of us ask Jesus into our heart, then we kind of take the birth certificate, put it in the drawer, shut it there and say maybe that'll be good for one wet rainy day. Rather than living a minute by minute intimate impartation encounter with a loving father who has lavished his love upon you. Who is, do you know that God's eye is on you constantly? God's eye is on you constantly and not to tell you off. Because a lot of us think that too. God's watching me, yeah, I know, and I know what he's thinking about me too. I'm sorry. It's not that. It's not that. God's looking at us with delight. Kind of, you know, nudging an angel. Did you see that? You see what he just did there? Stupid, ape, But I still love him. That's okay. (laughs) It's like that. He's like that. He loves us. He cares for us. That's who he is. That's who he is. It's not about what we think. It's not about what we believe. It's not about something that we do. We've got to be born again and into the relationship with the Father and the Son. You know, the earth, it goes on in Romans. It says the earth is groaning and travailing, waiting for the sons and daughters of God to manifest. And you know what's stopping them from being manifested? Us. Us. Because we have believed so much rubbish that we have not stepped into who we are in Christ. Creation is in captivity because of the curse. The curse was broken 2,000 years ago. Sue preached last week. Jesus has nothing else to do. It's complete. It's now up to us to take hold of what happened, begin to believe it, begin to step into it, begin to bring heaven to earth and see nature be redeemed. That's our calling, and it all happens because when we learn to live as sons and daughters of God. Oh, how great, how great, is the love that God has lavished upon us? Can you see it today? How great is the love of God that He has lavished upon us? How great is the love of God? the love of the Father that he has lavished upon us, that we should be called children of God. Children of God. Because it's who we are. So sonship gives you access. It gives you authority. It gives you confidence to fight any foe or any battle, to learn to fight from the fortress of sonship. what am I calling you to today? Well, I don't know where you are on your own journey, but I can tell you this. I have found this simple secret, and it's this place of rest, where you get to rest from all your labours, from all the internal and external opinions, where you rest from your analysis. I mean, look, you know, before I learnt this, I mean, I used to analyse everything. I mean, I think I put the anal in analysis. I tell you, it was, you know, Everything. I just look at everything over and over, just trying to work it out, exhausting myself. (laughs) Yeah. Shame on you for having that image. And then I learned the secret. Hide yourself in the Lord. Hide yourself in the Lord. My soul finds rest in him. Salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and salvation. He is my refuge and my fortress. You see, I've learned how to run to this place of rest in him, this place of security in him, to hide myself in that place. And and that place is a place of love. It's a place of acceptance. It's a place of the pleasure of the Lord, the favor of God. You know, as I said, I, honestly, there was time where, I, you know, when I first got saved, I can remember only weeks after getting saved, saying to someone, I need to know about Father, God. But as time went on, it, it changed from, from wanting to know to, to doing. This this whole idea, if I try a bit harder, if I pray a bit more, if if I, you know, just really work more, have a quiet time. And, oh, no, you know, I missed a quiet time a week ago. You know, I'm sure something bad's going to happen and God's not going to hear me. And, 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 you know, I don't know if you were like that, but I was. And then the father caught me. He just caught me. And I remember the, 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 the presence, the waves of presence just rolling over me, simply captivating me. His presence, his, the, the love, the glory of God, the goodness of God, the power of God. Just, just, you know, there were times where I couldn't do anything but just lay on the floor because of his goodness, because of his affirmation. Told you the story of, of standing at the front of the church and just there one day and just thinking, oh God, what do I do? And, he, and I, I just had this thing of him walking up putting his arm around me and saying, you're doing good, boy. You're doing good. See, he wants us to encounter him at that level, being overwhelmed by a sense of his presence. I went through that spiritual detox, that religious detox I needed because I realized sonship's not based on discipline or works. It's based on the one thing that the Father loves us so much. And his love is so lavish. And the one thing, you know the one thing that you have to do? There's one thing you're required to do. It's to say yes. It's to say yes. We position ourselves as sons and daughters and we say yes. Because it's not about your striving. It's his righteousness. It's his grace. It's his presence. It's his power. Your job is to position yourselves to be able to receive all that he has. The place of rest for you today from your works, from your analysis, from your self-opinion. And the place is the place of God's lavish love. And you know what? The less you feel you deserve it, the more he wants to lavish it on you. Because you know what? He wants to love the hell out of you. He just wants to love you into that place of sonhood or daughtership. There's a place for you of unparalleled, incomprehensible, undeserved love. And it's yours. And you can learn to fight from that place. Because you see, I'm standing in a place of authority. It's, it, it's a place of sonship where it brings authority and victory. You know, from time to time we get to cast out demons. You know, you know, you know it's, it's real. They're, in the Bible, they're still around. It's a real deal. They didn't stop when the Bible finished 2,000 years ago. I wish they did, but they hadn't done and interesting, you know, there, there are several things that demons will often try to do to you. Firstly, they'll challenge your authority. Then they'll try to frighten you, or they'll try to make you impressed. <laughs> in fact, last time um, Kim was here with us, we were chatting just before she left, and we were talking about, so I can't even remember what we were talking about, but she, she said at one time, she said, oh, yeah. She said, I'm preaching in this village, and she said, these demons started having blood pouring down the wall. She said, didn't worry me though. She said, they oh, were just a nuisance because they're only little demons. So I just carried on preaching. I thought, come on. Oh, and that girl impresses me. I thought, yeah, come on, Kim. I, l- I like that. Yeah, they're just little demons with a bit of blood. And, uh, okay, fine. <laughs> Anyhow, the other thing they'll try to do, the demons will try to do, is challenge you in how spiritual you are. And here's the problem. If you have been challenging you And how spiritual you are, then it hits a chord of agreement with the devil and suddenly you lose your authority. So what you got to do in this kind of situation when you're dealing with with demons, and it may not even be be demons, it can be someone could come up with cancer or someone could come blind and you you suddenly find yourself in the self-analysis, you know, what am I going to do? Oh, you know, have I prayed enough? Um, you know, this person's got cancer, and they're looking to me, and 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 uh, you know, what can I, what have I got? And, and and you know, I only I only I only had time with the Lord twice last week, and and oh Lord, and 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 I'm not worthy. You're right, you're not, <laughs> but He is, and it's His authority, because you're a son or you're a daughter. And so what you do when all that stuff hits you is you step back, and you declare, "I'm a son of God." I'm a daughter of God, and by the work of Jesus Christ, not by the work so I can boast, so not that I can brag when it happens. And it's through the impartation of righteousness of Jesus Christ himself, because he has invited me into a relationship. And it's not my belief system, it's not my performance, and right now, in the name of Jesus, I command that demon to go, or I command that cancer to go. And that's why it happens. Because we learn to live in the place of the fortress of sonship. He made me, he made you a son, he made you a daughter. What better identity can you have than that? To be called a son or a daughter. You know, the secret of sonship is learning how to live in and from that place. To learn to live in and from that place. Do you know that place? Do you know that place that you've been born again? Do you know that you are a son or a daughter of God? That's the first thing. And if you know that you're a son or daughter of God, have you learned the secret of living as God as your refuge, as God as your fortress? Have you learned how to rest in that place of authority, loved, Absolutely approved, absolutely received, apart from your works and the righteousness of Jesus Christ in his relationship with his Father. That is your refuge as a son. That is your refuge as a daughter. Do you know this place of absolute authority, of security, of power? The the things... These things happen because Jesus Christ, the Son of God, came to destroy the works of the evil one. And I'm in his relationship with the Father. And so I am here today to destroy the works of the evil one. Have you found that place? Because I'm telling you, it's a place of the secret place of the Most High. That the Father loved you so much that he would lavish on you This position of sonship that you would be called a child of God. It's open to each one of us to go to another level of sonship. Right now. He's calling every single one of us to new levels. Amen. Finish there, I think. Can I have the worship team? <laughs> so where are you at today with all this? Where are you at with all this? You know, first of all, if you don't know that you're a son or a daughter of God, if you don't know that you've been born again, we want to give you an opportunity this morning to make your relationship right with the Lord. Or maybe you have strayed away like that prodigal. Maybe you've strayed away from the love of the Father. You've made bad choices. Well, I want to encourage you this morning to take that step back to the lavishness of the love of God. I want to give you an opportunity to do that. If you're not in a right relationship with Jesus Christ this morning, I want to encourage you to do that. In fact, why don't we just all bow our heads right now? If you're in that place today where you feel like you have strayed, that you have been, been a, a prodigal, that you've made bad choices, that you've moved away from God, or that perhaps you don't even know God as your father, if that's you, can I just ask you to raise your hand right now? Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. It's good. Thank you. I'm just going to pray this prayer for, over you today. Father, we thank you today that this is your love that you've made for us. Father, we thank you that this way is the person of Jesus Christ. And so today, Lord, we come of his identity as a son of God. That you are freely offering to us and we say, we believe on Jesus Christ, the Son of God. For those of you who just raise your hand and say, yes, Lord, I receive. I believe that Jesus has established a way for me to be free from my sin and selfishness, to be born again, to come into a place of new life. So Father, I turn from where I've been and I turn toward you. Say, yes, God, I want your way. And I receive the Holy Spirit into my heart right now to give me the spirit of adoption as a son or a daughter of God. And I give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I invite the prayer ministry team up, please? Can we stand?